Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, welcome to Elijah Streams. Happy Thursday. Today's April 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz today. They're over in Israel. I know the whole team is having an amazing time. Yvonne is there, Robin Bullock's there, uh, Steve and uh, Jeff Tharp. There's so many amazing people over there uh, having a great time, but they're not the only ones gonna have a great time. Today, my guest is Nathan French, and every time he comes on the show, we always have an incredible, amazing show. He has so many stories. He has uh, recent words from God that he's gonna be sharing with us today, so I'm very excited about that. Um, But before he comes on, we want to thank you guys again for partnering with us to dig wells in Uganda. People's lives are being changed, all for the glory of God. Enjoy this video showing exactly what your giving is going towards. Giving a cup of cold water is a simple way to show someone they are valued, that you care about them. When Jesus talks about this, Maybe what he was trying to say, if someone cares enough to stop and think about what you need or what might help you, and they actually do something about it, wow, sacrificing for the benefit of another, that is loving your neighbor. Thank you for loving us, for giving us a cup of cold water. You give me a cup of cold water. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. Thank you guys again so much for helping us, partnering with us, and donating. Uh, you are changing lives to see all those beautiful smiling faces. Um, it's amazing. So thanks again. If you want to donate, you can go to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, or you can mail it into the address seen below. Uh, there's a brand new episode of American Warriors. You know, we haven't shared a promo in a little while, but Steve and his brother Warren work so hard to produce this show. And what's incredible about it is we're interviewing uh, veterans, people who have seen Uh, horrible things during war, and they're sharing their stories, their testimonies, you know, to know that they're not forgotten, and they fought for our country, and we just thank them so much for their service. And um, we have a brand new episode featuring Amanda Allen. She was deployed to the Middle East. She found out that while being a female in the military is already hard, being a female in the military in Afghanistan was even harder. Fortunately, her natural grit and fighting spirit served her well. Today is the story of what it was like and the challenges she faced. Enjoy the promo. So our mission in Afghanistan was basically to train the Afghan police how to police their communities. And we did the best that we could. It was, they were very hard to work with. Being a female in the military, it was hard to begin with, but even harder in Afghanistan. They could see my face. They could see like the shape of my body. And it was really creepy feeling because they have no self-control. They had a tendency of getting very close, physically close to you. And um, I had a drop leg holster on my side, which also had my knife on it. Well, this Afghan decided he was gonna get a little too close one day and he hit the ground. He hit the ground. I took him him down. He learned that day that I'm not to be messed with. Wow, come on. Make sure you go over to American Warriors on YouTube or on Rumble. Hit the thumbs up button, uh, watch the episode, comment on the episode, encourage those who not only made and spent their time and energy in making the documentary, but also uh, share a word of encouragement with Amanda. You know, it's really going to bless her when she reads all those comments. Um, 
She's a tough girl. And we thank you so much, Amanda, for your service again. All right. Well, let's bring on my guest today. Nathan French is the founder of Rock Revival Center. He's a senior leader. He's a prophetic evangelist. And Nathan is always on some sort of new adventure. So I'm excited to hear uh, his most recent one today. Let's welcome Nathan French. Hey, Nathan, welcome to the show. Hey, Kelsey, good to see you again. Where are you today? Why, you know, when we came on, we're like, are you at home? Are you traveling? It's always yeah, a surprise I'm, where you're going to be. <laughs> well, I'm at the ocean. So I just came from Eastern Washington and I came last night. God told me to come down here and I met with a bunch of leaders that are hungry for revival. And we had a blast. We stayed up late telling stories and uh, it's just been amazing. Um, there's a lot of people in the community down by Ocean Shores and Ocean City uh, that are just believing for an authentic move of God. And you know the story. We prayed for a, a revival tent. We secured property by the ocean. With a, We bought the school in Ocean City. And of course, we've been working to um, restore this school structure. Um, but there's a big lawn. And when I bought the building, it was just an act of faith. God said, leave tomorrow morning. And I said, what, to go where? And he said, go to the ocean tomorrow morning. And, and I told my wife, I said, God wants to show me a property by the ocean tomorrow. And she's like, why? And I'm like, well, you know, he didn't tell me that. He just said, go to the ocean, leave in the morning. So I'm just going to see what he wants. And she's like, okay, sweetie, but we're believing for a, a building for Tacoma. And I'm like, I know. And so anyway, we come, I come down to the ocean. He says, call your uncle. I call my uncle and the Lord says, ask him about the property. I said, do you know about a property that's coming available? And he goes, yeah, just yesterday, the, the local school came available and God told me I'm supposed to tell you about it. I hadn't had a chance to call you yet. Sounds like you're just going to show up. Uh, and so I'll take you over and show it to you. As soon as I walked on the land, I saw a vision and I saw the revival tent in that seven and a half acre lawn. It's sitting up above in high ground, uh, you know, in the tsunami relief zone. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's prophetic that if, if there's a tsunami in the spirit of the Holy Ghost, that people will go to high ground where God has set up this revival tent and people will be drawn to uh, the move of God. And so I thought, you know what, we're going to believe God for a revival tent. So we ended up getting the land miraculously. We purchased the building. Uh, we started to restore the school. The, the state's been giving us some trouble, uh, but we're trusting God that he'll handle all the details. Um, but we're so excited. The community is excited. We hang, hung out last night for several hours praying together, praying for the move of God, praying that God would bless the, the local churches with the revelation of the need to yield to the spirit so that God can really pour out his, his spirit on all flesh. And so it was just last night was amazing. I'm so glad to be back. And as soon as we finish with the uh, broadcast, we'll be meeting with some intercessors. We'll be walking the grounds, praying in preparation. And in a few weeks, as the weather's improving, we're going to start setting up that revival tent uh, for the community to experience encounters with the King. And it's going to be epic. And we'll do pre-rallies for our big Awaken the Planet event we do every year. So I'm excited. I mean, I, this is the beginning of something so revolutionary. And he wants to take over every church uh, in a good way, like take over and just move in the spirit. Like what we saw at Asbury, this is actually the reality of what God's doing right now on the earth. He's pouring his spirit out on all flesh. He's going to start taking over the schools, taking over the college campuses. You'll see a massive revolution be released for such a time as this. And I'm stoked about it. And so are the locals in the community. They've been believing for this. A man just told me last night for over 20 years, he's been sitting on this repeated vision where God kept showing him this revival tent was going to it was going to be placed in this field. And he had no idea it was going to be right in his own backyard. And he told me last night, I am so excited. We feel like that this is the hope that this community needs. There's a lot of darkness down by the ocean. And God's about to bring forth his light in Jesus' name. Amen. And, you know, I was sharing with you before we got on here. I took a trip recently to Moravian Falls and was talking to the owner of Angel Cabin. And he was just sharing a story with me. He said, you know, this all of this dream and um, this vision of all these properties we own and all this land we own. He said, you know, this came all about through a prophetic word. 
So he continues to tell me about this. This strange man came up to me on top of the prayer mountain was like, I have a word for you and for your wife, but you need to be together for me to give it to you. And he said, so I meet with this man. He prophesies that we'll own the lodge here in Moravian Falls. We'll own other land. Um, that will have the money. We don't have to worry about the money. And he goes on to tell me, you know, it was a man named Nathan French. Do you know him? And I was like, yes, I know Nathan. And so I, when I contact, when I talked to you the, um, this morning before we started filming, it was like, I reminded you, hey, do you remember this word that you gave to this man about the lodge? And it came to pass and they've had the money, they've had the uh, resources and the finances. God's always given them enough. And, um, just to encourage you that, hey, that word you prophesied over that random man on top of Prayer Mountain has come to pass. It's incredible. And it's so cool to hear those stories because a lot of times you'll prophesy. The Lord gives you an unction. You step into a moment. You step out on a limb. You trust that it won't break. And you start speaking. And so you're speaking the very oracles of God as the word teaches. And it's like you might not find out that it was right on until years later. But I, I'm blessed to hear that. And, of course, you know, God sent me down there with um, Kalinda's uh, former assistant who asked me to come away and spend some time in the mountains and just spend some time together. And another guy from France that was a revivalist. And we had a Jesus encounter in this home where we were staying. I mean, Jesus came in the room and it was like we all ended up on the floor and it was incredible. Went to, uh, I went to um, uh, the, the, the location where um, the church was where, where Bob Jones, the, the late prophet, he was actually, that was his grave site. He was buried there on the grounds where this church was. We went into the church, met the, the guy who authored the book of the generals, you know, Robert Slared on or whatever. And, uh -huh. and we met him and he was ministering that night. And I was just kind of moving with the spirit and flowing and finding the path. And God was moving uh, incredibly well. Um, just seeing that the whole area was getting stirred. There was hunger. Um, and I was excited just to be there. But I, I remember, you know, I met different people at different times. And so hearing that is awesome. Uh, we just sent our worship leader there for a time of refreshing. And my wife just booked her room, didn't know anything about the prophetic word, didn't know anything. I don't even remember until you just told me that I'd probably prophesied that they would own the lodge. That's pretty specific. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember yeah. saying that, but but I'm encouraged to and, hear that it is the way it happened. And it wasn't for sale yeah. publicly when you prophesied yeah. that. It's not like Amen. you saw a building. for. It was not even for sale when you prophesied that. Wow. So. And I've heard it's really hard to get property in Moravian Falls because nobody wants yeah. to sell. They just pass it down to their generational line and other people come in after somebody passes and then somebody occupies. But yes. so I heard that's very rare for anything to ever open up, let alone a, a building structure. So that's amazing to hear that. I'm very encouraged by that. We just sent our worship leader there and I guess she's, she stayed. We didn't know that she was actually staying at the, the people who you just mentioned. Uh, I believe that she stayed in in their in their lodge. I think we lost Nathan French for some reason. The today you guys lost me, and then now you're losing Nathan French. So he'll be he'll pop right back on in a second. But the amazing thing is of that story is that you know when you hear God's voice, okay, when you're led. Oh, there we go. When you're led by God's voice, amazing things like this do happen. And I think this is a daily weekly occurrence in Nathan's life. And we all want to learn how to grow in favor like Nathan French, honestly. <laughs> Amen. Well, praise God for that. I mean, you know what? I feel excited almost every day just to be alive and that God yeah. gave me a second chance to live for him. And so Amen. I have so much fun living for God and going after God and believing God. Um, by the way, I just came out of a conference that was in um, Steve Schultz. He was a part of the conference there. And it was the first time that I'd ministered with Kim Clement's daughter. And so oh, yeah. the wake, our, our events coming up, the Waking the Planet, um, I just got a message back from Don A that um, their worship team is going to come and lead worship for Awaken the Planet. And so I'm so excited because wow. I knew God was reserving that spot for someone really special. And this is Kim Clement's worship team that traveled around with them all over the world and led worship. And you know what? They're precious. And I just had dinner with um, a bunch of them. And we just had so much fun and just telling stories. And the Lord told me to share with Don A how I had received a mantle impartation 
from the Lord, um, from Kim Clement. And so I don't like to share it much unless God tells me, but the Lord said, share it with her and I'll show her. And she confirmed, she goes, yeah, when I, I saw you, you know, minister, like, I was like, okay, you know, she was, so she, she is like, you received it. And at first she was like, yeah. nobody received from my, you know, but, but it was like, she saw, and I felt like that the Lord showed her and that we're going to do stuff together. I have a feeling that we'll be worshiping in the future in Israel together. And I just felt wow. like prophetically God showed me that. So I can't wait to go back to Israel. I'm glad to hear Steve's there with the group. And, and uh, that's just awesome. Did, did you say he's there with Robin? Yep, he's there with Robin and Yvonne's there. And mo most of the team is there. There's only a couple, a couple of us left behind the scenes here. But um, yeah, I know they're having an amazing time. I can't wait to hear all the stories. Something always happens over there in Israel. If you get if you guys oh, yeah. get a chance to ever go um when they oh. open it up, if they take a tour next year, I really encourage you to try to go. Yeah. But I think it sold out really fast this year, like I within a couple it. hours. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to lead a tour with Steve. Like maybe next year we can do that because my wife's never been and she's she's um you know she's Jewish and I said I said honey you've got to go to the Holy Land it's amazing it's like jumping in the pages of the Bible and we'll go to all the certain spots because once you've been there you kind of know which places are like the highlights and <laughs> we want to hit all the best places so amen that's exciting yeah maybe next year you'll be on the tour Nathan I'm sure if you ask God for it he'll set it up <laughs> all right well you know today you have um a couple things on your notes I kind of want to start with um what what you're hearing or what you think about Tucker Carlson? Yeah, well, I mean, when I heard uh, about Tucker, you know, I I just I always get excited because I tend to to jump right into the faith side, and um, I, I was I, I was kind of feeling sad for him at first um, because I feel like it was a great injustice and that the the the, the Fox Network actually did themselves a, a disservice, but but I understand that there's a political aspect and where funds come from. A lot of times that carries a, a lot of weight in what they decide to do. And Tucker was actually exposing a lot of the hidden darkness and God was using him. Um, imperfect persons um, like us are, are used of God every day because God is, is wanting to expose darkness. And when you're bold and you know who you are, and you feel like God's given you re revelation about the truth, and then you'll you'll speak that truth, then you are dangerous and on the radar of the enemy. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We can do all things through Christ who gives us a strength. So God showed me that Tucker was actually going to come back way stronger with a bigger audience, and he was going to have his own show. And that that show would be built on the reality and the spirit of God would flow through Tucker Carlson to bring uh, exactly what people want. Nobody wants fake news. Nobody wants a false narrative. Nobody wants the lie unless they're not real bright. Right. But God wants to shine through those who uh, uh, want the truth. And he said, shine before men. So Tucker, I feel like Tucker is one of those ones that when he has his own show, It'll go to another level and multimillionaires are going to come out of the woodwork to fund what they see as God. And they'll be blessed for doing that. And so Tucker will be well funded. God will even open up his own satellite connection so that they're not trying to control the narrative anymore. And he can just freely speak whatever he's meant to say. And this uh, and this big battle in the courts and all this is, it, you know, it, it's kind of like the, the nonsense of the January 6th insurrection. They tried to create something from nothing to spin the narrative and to operate from witchcraft and control in high places. And God's about to shut down networks that are squeezing his ability to speak. Uh, through those who uh, love the truth. And so Rush Limbaugh was one of those greats that he brought truth and he exposed lies. And Tucker's another one. He was an unusual uh, influence there. I think one of the favorites in Fox. And uh, yeah. when President Trump comes back in, and that's going to happen, whether you like it or not, uh, when Trump comes back in, uh, Tucker will be right in there reporting the truth. And he'll have his own show, his own network, very well funded. And Fox is actually going to lose their influence because of what they've just done 
they'll you'll see people are going to jump off of fox. fox has been one of the better ones but now rumble and streams elijah streams elijah list these types of networks that are honoring the prophets the prophetic voices that god's chosen to speak through um they'll start getting blessed at another level and then these these that are con controlling the narrative with the socialist commie agenda are going to start losing their influence and their affluence. And God is going to defund the dark side and he's going to shine light on those who are willing to say and do what he's asking. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Yes. And, you know, speaking of Trump, you know, we know that. Um, it's kind of like him and DeSantis, right? But the Lord's kind of spoken to you about uh, yeah. DeSantis. So what, what has God said to you about that? I mean, I'm really careful, like, what I say. I only want to say what God tells me to say. But here's what I can say. I saw DeSantis actually being pulled back by the Lord. He's mm -hmm. he's done a great job. There's been a lot of good things that he's done well. And, and I think early on there, Trump was even endorsing and because he was wanting to honor what he saw that was good. Um, the mm -hmm. problem is, I think DeSantis, based on what God has shown me, and this is just my opinion now, I, I really feel that he is overstepping, overplaying his hand. Like he, yeah, he's done a great job. There's a lot of things, but there's some, there's almost a, like the enemy is trying to use his popularity to get in and entice him with greed. And, and so that he's struggling right now, I saw spiritually with mm -hmm. with uh, uh, compromising God's will uh, for the big promise. And, and if he'll just go back to, hey, th there's no bigger promise than the call of God, than the destiny and the purpose. We can't overestimate what God wants to do in us. Not everybody is a prophet to the nations, but some people are called to be a prophet to a city. You know, so there's some people who are called to to occupy the seat of president of the United States of America. And there's some people who are just not meant to occupy the seat. DeSantis is not meant to occupy the seat for president of the United States of America. Trump was chosen imperfect, even some of his speech and the braggadocious nature of Trump. But here's what I love is that God called a guy that didn't even know and walk with him so that he could show people that he's God. He chose people like Noah to build the ark. You know, he foreknew and predestined everyone based on his design. And if people want to make plans apart from God's will, they plan to fail. And so I would say this for DeSantis, save your money in the building the campaign and and don't take money from people who want to actually control the narrative, no matter how much it is. And you do what God said. Back off. Let Trump do what he's supposed to do so you're not dividing, you know, the nation. And then believe God that he'll put you in at the right time if you'll be patient and you'll wait and refuse to compromise. And and make sure you're full of the Holy Ghost and that you're willing to yield to him because his plan is to use you powerfully. And so that's a message for DeSantis. God has a plan to use you powerfully and your race isn't over, but let Trump do what he's supposed to do. You stay in your lane and don't, don't accept any amount of money. I don't care if somebody offers you a billion dollars. Your soul is not worth compromising. Let God have his way and you'll be so blessed. Uh, also, I saw the enemy was going to try to attack DeSantis in his back. I saw a back problem that actually caused him to withdraw from the race. And I said, Lord, what is this? I don't want to speak that he's going to have a back problem. I don't want to yeah. prophesy this because our words are powerful, life and death in the tongue. But the Lord showed me that it was because he's trying to put a mantle on himself that was not made for him. Now, in the in the old days, yokes and weights and and birth, they, they would put these these yokes uh, on the oxen to, so they could plow the field to prepare it for the seed. And mm -hmm. what would happen is it, they would fashion the, the yoke to to fit perfectly over the shoulders of the big bale, the big uh, not bale, the big male bull. And, and then they would put a smaller side of the yoke was for the younger, more immature immature one and that would be fashioned over the the younger one and so there was a big weight would be on the big side of the wood would go over the big male oxen and the smaller wood would kind of taper off and then a smaller notch for the young one and so here's what i was seeing is that if you take on a yoke or a weight 
um, you take on a position that you're not assigned to occupy, it, the burden of the weight of that position, if you were not mantled to carry it, then you end up hurting yourself and a whole lot of people. So it's never a good plan to just say, well, I'm popular enough that I could go for this. And people are telling me you should do this. You should run. Well, no, that's not really, that's not God. And so look for the wisdom of a multitude council, the council that is actually speaking from the Lord, uh, from their intimacy, and then pay attention to that so you don't wear yourself out. You don't get yoked up or burdened, uh, putting your head in a position that you weren't built for. Uh, and that will help you to not have back problems or even, you know, just long-term problems. You know, so I like less problems, you know, no more problems, but problems actually bring us to the solution and God has the solution. So listen to what God is saying. Uh, through the prophets and through the prophetic people. And the Bible says, and you will prosper. God will fund you like no man can. And I believe that God will take care of DeSantis as well and do a great work in his life. But he needs to pull back and let Trump finish, you know, the good work that God began in Trump. Let Trump occupy that space. He's God's Trump card. He's the bulldozer God chose. And a lot of this political correct correctness and nonsense that you know we're seeing exposed now and a lot of the smoke and mirrors and things they're trying to create controversy um and they're trying to paint him in a bad corner even it was so telling the big the big uh court case that trump was just having to endure and i mean look look how it's ending so we know that god is going to have his way so let's not work against the one who knows everything the one who made our brain you know we're not smarter than him you know, he's the one who knows everything, the beginning and the end. The, you know, so anyway, God bless it. <laughs> well, you know, too, I thought when you talked about the yoke and, you know, a lot of times even in our own lives and uh, we can run ahead of God. Yeah. And then we we take that yoke on us. Even a lot of times maybe our jobs didn't work out or something yeah. didn't work out in our lives. And we wonder why. And we kind of meditate on why it didn't work out. But we really weren't yet prepared for that role whether it be in work or uh, even relationships, we weren't, God hadn't fully prepared us uh, yet. So I know God is preparing DeSantis for something. It's yeah. just, you know, he's going to have totally. his way with him too. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. and I'm excited because, to see what he ends up doing. Um, but I just think it, it, based on what I believe God showed me is, yeah. you know, stay in your lane, you know, don't try to take on more than what you're mantled to carry. And, uh, you know, his yoke is easy and his burden is light and we'll find rest for our soul. When our soul enters rest, our mind, our will, emotions, our thoughts and our attitudes uh, begin, begin to line up with God's will. And that's when God will absolutely come through and, and prosper each person that desires to do his will. And that actually says yes to what God says yes to and no to what God's not saying to do. Um, because a lot of us just want to do big things. So we get out and we start doing too much. And the enemy wants to sift us like wheat. You, you know, and God wants to burn away the chaff with unquenchable fire. And so we just have to stay pressed into God and continue to do the very thing that God has blessed in the first place, which is our yes to God. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have in your notes that you can't stop God. You can't stop God. You can't pick a fight with the reigning champion. You get KO'd. You know, remember I gave that word on Elijah's streams. You know, if you pick a fight with the reigning champion, you will get knocked out. And I, I left a prophetic message. I was in Phoenix and I spoke it on this program. And I said, this is a this is to the big tech giants. Those people out there that are trying to control the narrative and are hindering free speech. And that they think they're smarter than the one that made the brain. And I said, you, I said, I, I called him Zucker nuts. Uh, some people probably got mad at me. But I said, do you think that you know more than, than God? Because you've just picked a fight with God and he's going to cost your platform hundreds of millions of dollars. And somebody in, 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 I think a few days later called me and said, did you see the, the decline from Facebook? Did you see it? It was supernatural. He lost hundreds of millions of dollars in a day after you released that word. And he goes, I didn't hear any prophets release that word, but when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, that will happen. And it did. And he wanted to tell me that it actually took place. And they lost, like, I don't know, server problems. There was all this stuff happening. And so there's something that's so powerful about listening to what God is saying through the chosen vessels that he wants to release words through who don't have guile in their hearts, but just want to speak what God is saying under the fear of the Lord. This is the beginning of wisdom to just honor God by saying what God's saying. He will entrust us 
with real secrets if we're willing to just say what he says and not add to what he's saying. So praise God. Yeah. And, you know, fighting against God is really what they're taking up these big, huge companies. And I mean, when you're fighting against the will of God and you're pursuing evil and doing wicked things, I mean, you are fighting against God almighty and he's going to defend the innocent and he's going to have justice. And I think it's, it's going to come. And, you know, you talk about in Acts uh, 534, the Pharisee uh, named uh, Gamaliel, which who was, wasn't that Paul's um, teacher of, of the scriptures and how he says, you know, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. (laughs) How he says, basically, if you, if, if you let these men go and continue to preach Jesus and it is of God, then God will sustain them. But if it's, if it's not, then they'll die out. It's going to fizzle, it'll die out and it'll stop. Mm-hmm. So let's not mm-hmm. come against it because we might find ourselves coming against God. And they knew in that scripture, the thing that's so profound is they realized, oh, yeah, it doesn't make sense to fight against God because in one word from God, he can literally shut down systems and processes. And sometimes he'll allow things to go for a certain amount of time because he wants to allow for people in his graciousness to turn or to repent, which is to change mind, then direction. And they start realizing, you know what, we've gone outside of God's will uh, and we've moved in a direction that we weren't really called to. And and we're feeling like there's too much tension, too much friction. There's too much nonsense. I think we might, we might've missed it. Now let's go back to where we got off track. And then he gives mm-hmm. him grace to turn back, repent, turn from their wicked ways and then he starts to heal not only their lives, but their hearts, their souls, their their mind, their will, emotions, and the land. And so the land gets healed when people confess, when people repent, when people get right with God. And the, another word that I released on this show was get right before he shines the light. Everything done in, in hidden, everything done in darkness is about to be exposed on a grand scale. This is not a time to walk in hidden darkness. This is a time to walk in a transparency and a humility from understanding who God sees us to be so that we can stay low. It's like you lay your life down and then the enemy can't see you. You know, humility lays its life down. Present your body as a living sacrifice. We must lose our life to find it. To die is the game. No longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live, I live under Christ. So if there's something about realizing that in our surrender, God is surrounding, you know, and then in that surrounding, there's an anointing. And that anointing is what's breaking the yokes. And the yokes are the bondage to sin. And the assignment of witchcraft has a hard time sticking to a target that's laid down. It's like, where did he go? Where is she? I don't even see her. It's like we've been cloaked in invisibility from the enemy. And that's why no weapon formed against us is allowed to prosper. And every high thing that exalts itself, that's spiritual pride and wickedness, above the knowledge of God, Konosko, knowing him as the friend that sticks close to the brother. Oh, 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 oh. I'm just seeing like I'm just seeing like the Lord like wanting to just release the impartation and the revelation that the revolution has begun that this is the beginning of the third great awakening. He's going to start taking over the the government. God's going to start taking over the schools. God's going to start kicking out the nonsense of the antichrist spirit, like uh, uh, doctrines of demons, even that have been taught in the church and things that are against God's spirit. And he's not having it anymore. I feel like God's saying vengeance is mine and justice is mine. He's gracious and kind, but it's time. For him to move like we've never seen before and you're going to see revival sparked all over where there's people not just anywhere but where there's people truly laying their lives down together corporately we don't want our way we tried it our way and it didn't work we always say god have your way and then that's when he starts to pour his spirit out on all flesh sons and daughters prophesy old men dream dreams young men see visions and boom the prophetic unction and the prophetic grace will get more and more precise like what we've been talking about and God will speak it and then he'll do it. There'll be a quickening. He'll say it and then it'll happen. He'll say it. Like sometimes we hear words and it took years to see the fulfillment of those, those words. So almost mm-hmm. some people would question the prophetic and even the prophetic would get discredited and they would say things like it was more pathetic than prophetic. But here's the reality. Like 
now with this quickening and this acceleration of all that is good, the enemy is like freaking out because his plans keep getting foiled by the Holy Ghost. And those who are filled with the Spirit and yielded to the Spirit are going to be who he pours through. And we'll see people get so uh, uh, just, just, I feel like depression, fear, anxiety, um, all this nonsense that the enemy has tried to bring. God's saying, I'm going to use every bit of it for good. And that's what's hopeful about the whole um, times that we're living in is you see the dark getting darker, but the light is shining brighter and we all have light. God is reflecting off of us the light of his glory as we lift our eyes up to him. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. You look to the hills like what is God doing? Not what did the enemy do? Like, who cares what the enemy did? I want to know what is God going to do about the thing that went wrong and all things shall work together for the good. Yes. And the boldness of the Holy Spirit that is coming upon people. You know, I think you get to uh, this breaking point where it's like, okay, I'm. you get to the breaking point where you read the word, you believe what it says, and something breaks in you and you just, that people pleasing leaves and you speak the truth through the boldness with the help of the spirit of truth, with the boldness of the Holy Spirit. And I mean, we're even seeing mainstream people do it. Like we talked about Tucker earlier being so bold in what he shares. I mean, think about all he's saying to millions of people and standing for what's right. And we all can do that too in our own lives. And we all need to start to stand for that because that's part of revival too, is being filled with boldness like they were when they came out of the upper room. They were bold. Yeah. And when you're right with God, there's something about just being right with God and having a conscience that's clean, having a conscience that's pure. Because when you go against your conscience, it can sever the conscience and disconnect you from the reality of God. And so you want to stay where your conscience is clean, where, you know, you don't walk in any open sin, you know, where you're just so surrendered and yielded. God, I'm yours. Whatever you want to do, God, I I say yes before you've even spoke. And now your ears are open and tender. This is why I I love to teach people to hear God's voice. That's my favorite thing to do. You know why? Because not because I want my job to be easier because people ask me all the time, what's the Lord saying? Can you give me a word, you know, and all this. Mm -hmm. I I love doing that. And the prophetic is totally useful and it sets things in motion. Like what you shared with me about me prophesying that they're going to own the lodge. That was a pretty radical word. And then it came to pass. And then even the house that they had our, our worship leader go and stay in and rest in. So it was like the word actually impregnated them with what God had in his heart to do, they came into agreement with God and that word that was spoken. And then it came to pass because two agreed on a thing and it was established. So the prophetic has the power of literally shifting outcomes. And that's why foretelling is so important to call forth those things that are not as though they are. But you have to get a revelation from God because some people are trying to, you know, like humanism would be just to speak it and think it's only going to happen because you said it. But when the spirit is motivating what you're saying, that's when you're now speaking according to the oracles of God. And and that's why the Bible says speak as though you're speaking the very oracles of God. So when you're in tune with the spirit and you're yielded to the spirit and you're filled with the spirit and you are are in that place where it's like, I don't want to say something to be heard. I want God to say whatever he wants because I'm his and he can use this mouth as his instrument of righteousness. He's used these eyes, and we're not going to be perfect. He can use these ears. He can use these eyes. He can use these hands. This is his body, the temple of his Holy Spirit, and I'm here for him. And so anyway, everyone who believes this way and thinks this way wants to just honor God with their life. Um, I I believe in the coming days we're going to see people raised up from from just feeling like they're not even useful in the body of Christ because the ones who are anointed – And the ones who are called of God that have been called out for such a time as this, uh, a lot of times they're a threat to local pastors and local leadership. And when when they're a threat, it's because they have a gathering. The the anointing has a way of gathering things together. And so that becomes a threat to other people who are trying to build their thing. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that the leaders that want revival are going to have to give up control. Remember when I was helping Sean Foyt and uh, the chop zone and we went in and brought mm-hmm. worship and I was baptizing people. I don't know if you saw the movie, um, but it was a, it was a great movie documentary about what took place. I was asked to lead the street teams. And then God said, I want you to baptize like John the Baptist. 
I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, well, where do I get a baptism tank? And he said, I'll provide. So I went there and, and there was a dumpster and he said, clean out the dumpster and empty it of all the trash. And I want you to disinfect this, this, this dumpster. And, and I want you that to be the baptism tank. And I'm like, that's gross. Like his ways are higher, right? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, clean it out, uh, you know, clean it up. Well, I was trying to get the hose on so I could do what God asked me to do. And they, they weren't really baptizing people back then. And so, you know, this was kind of new. And But the park had no way to baptize people. Like, so, I mean, there's a fountain, but there's no water in it, you know. And the, the chop and chop, the, they had all these people coming against us. The witchcraft people were coming against oh, us. Yeah. The black Mountain people coming against us. The, the Antifa were coming against us. They had spears and they were intimidating and trying to use fear. But if you're fearless, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the fear of man is a snare. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. People who are fearless, like, you know, they just love God and they want to do what he says no matter what. Uh, that really freaks those guys out. They're like, man, there's no fear. We can't even operate because this person is so perfected in love. They, there's no fear. How are we going to? And then I heard him saying in the video, it was like a viral video, some video, and the Satanists were on the hill cursing us. And they go, they go, uh, the more we curse them, the more they praise their God. <laughs> so oh, my they were so defeated trying to curse us. Wow. And it wasn't working. It was like the curses were bouncing off and hitting them. And uh, anyway, it was crazy. But But I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, what? What do you want me to do? He says, I want you to get that baptism tank, clean it out. I want you to fill it up and and mm -hmm. and, and I want you to baptize people. And so I told Sean, I said, hey, we, you know, we need to baptize people. God asked me, to, and is that okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, go mm -hmm. for it. So, um, so I said, well, who's going to be first? And there was this little kid. He was like eight years old. Eight's the number for new beginnings. God said, have that young man be the first. And I said, young man, would you like to be baptized today at the event? And he goes, well, well, yeah. And he lit up and his mom goes, oh, my gosh, he packed his suit and his towels. And he was like, I want to be baptized. And I told him, I said, no, honey, I don't think they're doing baptisms. And he goes, what? well, I'm bringing my suit and towels. That's faith. He brought yeah. it prepared for baptism, even though there wasn't any scheduled baptisms that were there. So I'm, wow. I cleaned out that dumpster. The hose was kinked. This is my point. The hose was kinked. And I'm like, the, the hose is all kinked up. There's no way water can flow through a kinked hose. And this is uh -huh. how it is in the churches. Many of the churches are all kinked up. There's no flow in the Holy Ghost because leaders are blocking the flow because they're leaning on their own understanding. And God's had wow. enough of that. He doesn't want us. He said, lean not on your own understanding. And so there's something about yielding and the, the, the hose. I'm de-kinking this hose and there's no handle to turn on the water. And I said, Lord, there's no handle to turn on the water. How do I fill the tank? He says, that young man over there has the key. There's a crowd of people in the park in Seattle, and they were burning the police cruisers. This event actually shut down CHOP. You never heard about CHOP or Chaz or Autonomous Zone ever again. After that, it was like it was past news because that event, bringing Jesus and being bold to go into the area of darkness and bring the light and plunder hell so we could populate heaven. It shifted the whole city. And I believe our state is is changed because of just that one thing. But anyway, so I said, well, who's got the key? And the Lord says, that man walking over there has the key. Oh well, he wasn't wearing his work clothes. So I yelled out to him. I go, hey, man, I go, how do I get this water? Do you have a key to turn on the water? He goes, well, how would you know I work here? I'm off today. I said, well, wow. I felt like God told me you knew how to turn on this water. And he goes, I do. I have the key in my truck. He goes, but I'm just like wondering how you knew that I had the oh key. He was kind of weird. I said, well, I felt like God showed me. I said, but it doesn't matter. Just if you could just turn this water on, we need to fill this uh, thing so we can do some baptisms. And he goes, okay, I'll be right back. He brings the key and he, he opens the valve because there was, not, there was no handle on there. You couldn't turn on the water. And so I, I began to fill this thing up after de-kinking the hose. And I heard the spirit say, Nathan, this is how I want to use you in the body of Christ. You are going to de-kink the blockages to the flow of my Holy Spirit so that I can wow. bring the move of God. And I felt as a personal assignment, I took it as a responsibility that what's blocking the natural flow of the Holy Spirit, that God would use me and others 
to dekink the hose so that the flow of God would begin to pour out and we could see the massive move of God that our United States of America will see. And this will be not just a global move, um, mm-hmm. hence the word awaken the planet. I mean, he doesn't want to just change a city, but it does yeah. start in our own home with our own relationship with our wives or our husbands and the way that we love on our kids and the, and, a, and a, a house on fire that for God it can bring the fire of God and the fire of revival to a neighborhood, a neighborhood all in can transform a city. A city can take a region for God. A region can impact the whole state. I mean, I was in the state capital at, at Washington state and, and I, they asked me to minister, and I went into the Republican and the Democratic side and led them in prayer. They gave me a whole list of things I can't say, and I said, oh, okay, it sounds like there's a lot of rules. And I got right up there, and I said exactly what God told me to say. And I prayed that mm-hmm. all the people that were in that, that big chamber in our state capitol building would be filled with the Holy Spirit, because that's my mission, is to get everyone filled with the Spirit and simply teach them to yield to the spirit. And that's why I write books. And that's why I do what I do, because I know that the conflicts in our world are between those filled with the spirit and those yielded and those not yet filled and not yet yielded. If people get filled and they're not yielded, it doesn't do any good to be filled. But if they get filled and they get yielded, the spirit of God will pour out of their earthly vessels and out of their bellies will flow rivers of living water. And if you've been kinked up in the hose and there's blockages, just start Mm -hmm. yielding, start surrendering, start laying your life down. God, I don't want to live for me anymore. You bought me with a price and I want you to be glorified with my life. Yes. Amen. Will you just pray for those right now, even that feel like, Hey, I might have a couple kinks in my hose. (laughs) Do you kink us Lord? If if anybody's kinky, if anybody's got kinks, Lord, I'm just praying that you would de-kink those hoses, Lord, that your flow would come. Even right now, you can pray this prayer. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, really makes sense to me. Um, I want more of God. Your hunger is pulling God in and he wants to pour his spirit out, not just on you, but on your family, on your business, in your church. And so Lord, I'm asking right now that you would release your move of God, that your holy fire would burn up all the chaff of religiosity and that you would heal the land. Yeah, God, that you would heal. We confess and repent of any sin known or unknown that's been committed in our lives or in our generational line. And we forgive ourselves and we forgive those who have hurt us and those who have come against us as we've sought to do your will. Lord, we lay our lives down. Come on, you can pray this too. Just say, I'm all in God. I give you my whole life, my hopes, dreams, fears, and failures. I lay my life at your feet and I ask you to use me. Here I am. Use me, God, for your purpose and glory. I'm all in. Maybe you're watching this and you're you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make heaven. Just say this. Say, Jesus, I receive the gift of salvation. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for helping me break every stronghold. Every curse of witchcraft, I declare, is broken off of you. And I release the blessing of God for you to be able to hear the voice of God and be empowered and protected, shielded by the faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word, who is Jesus, our Lord. And you can also say, thank you, Lord, by your stripes that I am healed. God wants to heal you. And I just release that by the light of Jesus, that he would go and sear into your soul his light And that that light would burn out any evil in any darkness. That you would be free as whom the sun sets free as is free indeed. And I just declare that over you, that you are free. He's unlocked the cage. It's time to come out of darkness and step into the light and let God have his way. And you will be used powerfully in this coming revival and in this awakening. Because God wants to shake these nations and he chose you for such a time as this, and he will not stop until he has your whole heart. So just make sure you've given God your whole heart and do it every day. Pick up your cross, deny yourself, and then you'll be able to follow him. And when you give him your whole heart, he can move your whole body. But if you give him just part of you, then he'll just empower you partly. And so if you want all the anointing to break the yokes of bondage, you need the full anointing by giving him your whole life, full surrender, full surrounding, full surrounding, full anointing, full anointing, yoke breaking, and you will be victorious for the cause of Christ. Amen. Amen. And and, and there's a blessing too that you talked about that are coming on first responders. Oh my goodness. So the Lord's been speaking to me about being a first responder. 
the Lord mm-hmm. in the word, it says that he searches to and fro looking for the faithful few that will carry out his purpose. Why does it say few? It's because most people are so busy doing what they think is right instead of what mm-hmm. is actually right. And so if you really want to do God's will, then you tell him, Lord, I will do whatever you ask me to do. He might say, go here. He might say, come here. He might say, sit there. He might say, give this. And if he asks you to do it, it's because he's trying to get you blessed. So instead of like fighting against him and like reasoning and justifying and logically trying to lean on your understanding, go back to God knows everything and he knows exactly what he's trying to accomplish. He just told me, you know, you know, the other day, which, you know, he said, give the airplane to Steve. Well, it came from Steve. I'm holding on to this airplane. I prayed for an airplane. He he gives me a plane and I'm freaking out. I got an airplane. And some people were mad at me. They're like, you shouldn't have a plane. You know, you're a pastor. You shouldn't have a plane. And I'm I'm just like, well, why not? And they're like, well, because, you know, that's excessive and pastors shouldn't have airplanes. And they're coming against me, some people in our town. And, And I said, well, is it okay if I give a plane? She goes, oh, yeah, you can give a plane. But it's just not right for you to have a plane. I was like, what? That's just make weird. Make that make sense. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just like, okay, so it's okay for me to give a plane, but it's not okay for me to have a plane. And so I just thought it was a, a strange thing. But anyway, but I asked for a plane. When God finally gave me that airplane, I gassed it up. I was starting to clean it up. I was getting ready to paint it army green, put a white star on the side. And then uh-huh. I saw it was a bag of seed. I saw it was supposed to be a seed plane. And because it was a seed plane, I actually, honestly, I said, Lord, what does that mean? a bag of golden mm-hmm. seed on the side of the airplane. And he goes, mm-hmm. it's a seed plane. And I go, well, what do you mean? Like I needed him to spell it out for me. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. God I hear God. Cause I don't always get it in the moment. And he said, a seed is a seed is not for eating, but a seed is for sowing. And you will mm-hmm. reap what you sow. He told me you sow a plane, you're going to reap a plane. And so if you want a better plane, give the plane you have, it's always, what do you have? It's not tell me why you can't do what I'm asking. It's like, what do you have? That's what he mm-hmm. always asked. In the Bible, you know, he, he paid the taxes with go fishing, the first fish you catch, pull the coin from its mouth. That's God's ways. And he's like, go fishing. All of a sudden, the taxes are taken care of. And then he's like, here, you know, so it was oil made, it multiplied and made oil. What do you have? Just this little bit of oil and this little bit of bread. What do you have? Mm-hmm. The little boy's lunch. Oh, just this fish and just these loaves. And, you know, it's like, what? And all of a sudden he feeds. As soon as we put it in God's hands, he takes yeah. it. And supernaturally, as we begin to pour it, pass it out, that's when it yeah. starts to multiply. But it's only after we're releasing it that he starts to bless. But he re- he lifted it up. He blessed it. Once the boy released it, and when he, as soon as the blessing came upon it, which always happens on the will of God, then all of a sudden it starts multiplying. So somebody's going to give me a jet. I already know. And I'm thinking, how much is jet fuel? And am I going to be able to take this jet all the way across over to Israel and go to some of these places God wants me to go to impact the government? Uh And I'm just like, you know what? He's going to give me a jet. I already know. I don't even have faith to believe for it because he showed me when you release the plane, I'll be able to give you the jet. But if you hold on to the plane, I won't be able to give you something from that because you didn't sow a plane you have to sow a plane to reap a plane and some people are trying to figure out how to get the blessing without releasing and i feel like Mm -hmm. that's the revelation stay in a place where you're willing and just say god if you want me to do it i know you just want to bless me and i will say yes you sent me to give to somebody who i didn't really care for and i thought that's interesting and i don't really agree with this person but god said go to this place i want you to sow this amount and I just obeyed the Lord and an amazing thing happened. It just happened again uh, where I was in another state and the Lord told me to give this guy a seed and he gave me a dollar amount. And it was a lot more than what I would normally give some random person. I yeah. did what he said and then boom, a door opens up and a keynote speaker in a major uh, business conference uh, wow. couldn't make it across the Canadian border. And they just asked me to... Um, come and God spoke to them after I sowed that seed, God spoke to them and said, call Nathan French to be a part of the big business conference. And they just put me in as a, as a main speaker in this conference in Santa Maria at the healing room. So I'm excited. Like God's, God's strategically testing, not tempting, testing us to see if we'll do what he asks. And anytime he asks us, 
So if you don't want to do his will, you'll block your own ears. Be like, I think God's there, but I'm not sure. So I'm not doing nothing. But if Mm -hmm. you really want to do God's will, then you will be tentative to what he's asking. And he'll say, do this. And when you do it, you will be supernaturally blessed. That's just how it works. So it's not about the planes. It's not about the things. It's about God. Does he have our heart? If he has our heart. He can he can really pour out from the windows and the doors of heaven. And I believe that people right now, during the beginning of this massive wealth transfer, he wants us to be thinking about souls. Souls are the kingdom currency. It's all about faith and going after the soul, believing for the harvest. That's why we're setting up the tent here in Ocean City and Ocean Shores. And this will draw people from the churches to get ignited, filled with the spirit, touched by the fire, so they can bring the gospel and begin to spread the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven. And so anyway, healings, miracles are easy. If you need that right now and you're watching, just say, I received my miracle by your stripes. I'm healed. I'm seeing a neck be healed. It's a lady. You're sitting in your chair. God's healing your neck. Just start doing this. You're not a pain in the neck. That's a curse. I break it. And just go like this in Jesus name. And I command your neck to be healed in Jesus name. Also, I'm seeing some, somebody's kind of shrugging their shoulders right now. God's healing you. Somebody on the right side, uh, yeah, this, the right shoulder being healed. Um, also, feet are on fire. Feet are on fire. I see um, feet. God wants to give you the territory. And the spiritual indicator is that your feet are getting hot. And so I've been mm-hmm. purchasing properties because God told me I'm going to give you territory. And I'm just like, wow. do you mean spiritually? And he said, both. And so, I don't know, we purchased like nine kingdom properties in the last wow. like year. And it's because God says, do this, do that, like the ocean building. Well, we didn't know how we were going to buy it. He said, come and buy and eat. Those who don't have, come and buy and eat. How do I buy if I don't have? Faith. That's it. Faith does or it's not faith. Faith has to do something. Faith isn't just hearing the word. Faith is responding to the word of the Lord. Go to the ocean. Make an offer. I want you to buy this building. I'm like, well, Lord, I I know you have the money. So if you want me to buy it, just show me the steps. Call so-and-so. I called so-and-so. The money comes. We bought the building. Now we own the building. We start putting wow. people to work. And the enemy came against it. The Orca organization has tried to come against us, an environmental agency. Uh, they just fined us. It was like 10 grand plus a late fee, like 12 grand. We just got fined. Somehow I got excited about it. And people are like, are you crazy? Why would you get excited about getting penalized? Because the only reason I would get penalized because the enemy's a liar and he's afraid that there will be a move of God at the ocean. So we're putting up that tent and we're not going to back up, pack up or slack up. We're going to bring forth with God a move of the spirit that this oppressed area desperately needs. And in our nation, if we'll start shining in the dark places instead of looking for easy street, Oh, man, God's going to land on it. He's going to bless it. Everything that's needed will come. The resources will flow. Uh, We're going to restore the roof on that building. But the gymnasium is great. And I'm excited to see what he'll do. And I believe that he's looking for people right now on the earth that just say, yes, God, whatever you ask, I will do it. Yes. And we all have an assignment and a lot of our assignment is to help those who are laboring. So maybe we ourselves can't go and set up a tent like you can, Nathan, but we can support what you're doing or what others are doing. There's many who are really giving blood, sweat and tears, time and energy, and they're going and preaching the gospel. And, you know, we're called to help those who are doing that. So I think we all play a role um, like in, in helping. And, you know, right now, even the season I am, I have little kids at home. I can't, I don't want to travel. I want to be a wife, a mother. I want to be there for my children. I believe the Lord's called me to do that, but I can support people who are going out and doing crusade ministry. They're bringing in souls or preaching the gospel. So, you know, make sure you guys are having some sort of part in all of this. And then like Nathan said, see what God does with that. Cause it's amazing how he will bless you when you bless others. You know, when we give to others, the Lord is so faithful to help us. Um, in Proverbs, it's talked about when you lend to the poor, you know, God is always going to repay you. So every time you help someone, God is the one who, who repays us. And I, I want to throw up that flyer one more time, the Awaken the uh, Planet banner. Just so um, share with us again, a little bit more details on this, because I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to be part of it. 
Come on. Well, this is going to be a very powerful event. Uh, last time we did this in the Lincoln Bowl Stadium, it was so powerful. Um, I was just sitting with Lou Engel in, in an event somewhere in Kashmir, and I was just having so much fun. We're just t talking with him, and and I felt like the Lord said to include him, but we're not, we're not actually uh, – promoting uh, speaker personalities. We want this to be all about Jesus. It's about nameless, faceless generation. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to put my name on the flyers. Um, I, I don't want it to be about who's going to be there. I don't want people to come for a show. Uh, this is yeah. an authentic move of God. The Lord said one day, he said, Nathan, book the Tacoma Dome. And I said, why? And he said, because I want to awaken the planet. And I said, well, well what do you want to call it? And he said, I just told you. And I said, oh, <laughs> awaken the planet is what you want to do. And he said, yeah. He said, awaken means to wake up. Revive means to make new. He said, I want you to tell people that I'm waking up my bride to the reality that I make all things new. And I realized in that moment that there was going to be a shaking that would actually lead to the beginning of a purification of the body of Christ outside the church, inside the church, and people who don't even like church have been coming and gathering. We had over 120 senior pastors and ministry presidents shoulder to shoulder in that Lincoln Bowl Stadium. And all the people in that big crowd were praying. We had Sean Foyt, Cindy Jacobs. We had Jake Hamilton on worship. Uh, we had just an incredible speaker lineup. I was a part of it. Um, uh, Donna Schombach from Schombach Ministries, who I met at Azusa now. And we had all these people that came from all over the planet, literally from Asia, yeah. from Canada, from Brazil. We had pastors and leaders all sitting up there saying, you know what? We're one. We're going to be like a giant linking shields, forming a giant heavenly bulldozer to push back the gates of hell and to see the advancing of the kingdom and the gospel message. And my goodness, people were saved, healed, delivered. We were baptizing on the field. Um, so this year is going to be powerful. So I'd encourage you, if you don't know about it and you want to be a part uh, you feel the unction of the Lord to be a part. We invite you to come. Please come. I know it'll be life-changing. I mean, we've seen so many things happen over the last several years doing the annual event. And this year, it's on not 4th of July, but remember this date, July 1st, for one, the number of unity. It's my last book that I just released. It's called One. It's the power of God. He commands a blessing on unity. How lovely is it when we dwell together in unity, in oneness, and seeing things. We don't have to agree with everything. We just need mm -hmm. to know Jesus is king. He's the Lord of lords. And whatever he did was perfect representation of the Father. And that's our heart. When Jesus was going to the cross, he said, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, your will, Father, be done, not mine. Yes. And then he even said, oh, Father, that they, meaning us right now, would be one as you and I are also yes. one. So there's a oneness that's happening in the body of Christ where people are seeing the need to begin to work together, that he's mm -hmm. doing something so much greater than any one church. He's doing something outside of, you know, the, the confines of our religious systems and structures. And God just wants to take over the church and literally cause it to increase in such a dramatic way. And I feel like the leaders that have participated with our Awaken the Planet events, the effort to unify the body of Christ, uh, it, it's just been tremendous. And their churches are growing. And what we would love to see is the response team to made up, made up of all those senior leaders, all those pastors from the different churches, different denominations coming together, and that they mm -hmm. would personally keep their own checklist. And the people who come at the altar, when we do the altar call invitations in those sessions, that those mm -hmm. pastors are up there with a form to fill out, that they get the contact information of those new believers so that they can disciple them and invite them into their own churches. We've yes. tried to make it so we're sending the people into the churches. It's hard to organize. But if those mm -hmm. pastors will come and participate, they themselves are free to invite anyone they want to come and visit their church, especially those who just don't have a church church home. And based on demographic, right. a lot of times you have to help that process to fill the churches. But Bonke, uh, Reinhard Bonke taught us in evangelism school before he passed. He said, a gospel campaign that does not build the local church is a wasted effort. And I yeah. really thought about that. A gospel campaign that does not build up the local churches is a wasted effort. We don't just wow. want to come together and have a big hoorah. We want to build the local church and have send people into like-minded kingdom churches that are teaching 
Jesus's perfect theology and to disciple all of those new believers. So we'll be yeah. sending teams out all over the cities, stirring it up yeah. before uh, we'll have pre-rally events for Awaken the Planet here at the ocean with the tent. Uh, we're going to mm -hmm. be doing a lot to stir the wave, to build the wave, and hopefully we can build up local churches uh, that participate because we'll be promoting the ones who want to be a part of it. And we, I think we've had over 150 churches involved uh, you know, That's in the past, being a part, sewing in. And so if you want more information, go to awakentheplanet.com. It's awakentheplanet.com. And I know you'll be blessed. And thank you, by the way, all of my ministry partners from all over the world, especially those who have come and partnered with us in ministry through Elijah Streams and Elijah List. We just honor you. We bless you. You make this stuff possible. It does cost a lot. And you guys help to kind of relieve uh, some of the, you know, we believe big, but still, sometimes God takes us right to the edge. Last year, he yeah. told me to refund everyone who bought a ticket, and I took an act of faith last time, and uh, yeah. and and he really rewarded that. But we're having to pay a lot of people to come, hotels, all those things. There's a lot of yeah. expenses. So if you feel led to be a part and so in, you can do that. If you want to partner with the ministry, uh, we're doing a, a great special right now where you get all my books for free. If you're learning to hear the voice of God and really want to accelerate the process of learning to hear God better, I encourage you. Go get those books. It's so worth it. You get them all for free if you sign up and partner with the ministry. So partner today if you haven't already. And if you have partnered with us, you're actually sending us to bring gospel into the nations. Many of these programs and live streaming around the nations and the different shows, God TV, TBN, uh, King TV, I don't know, Elijah Streams, Elijah List all the Elijah fire, all these different networks. I think I'm on 10 major networks and I broadcast into the nations almost on a weekly basis. And, and I just say thank you because you actually are sending the word of God to go into the nations by helping and by participating. Even a small amount each month really helps us to do it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want more information, you can go on the website, uh, jot that down, Nathan French Ministries. Dot com And remember, not the 4th of July, but the 1st of July, there will be something very powerful, very explosive. This is the first time that I'd be, be ministering with Kim Clement's um, team, and they'll lead worship, and they are a powerhouse group. So you'll be blessed. They carry the presence. They know uh, uh, the, the need for intimacy is so important, and they all walk close with God, and they're carrying the fresh oil of the Lord. And so there will be a massive outpouring of the Spirit. I know it especially you get the right combination of people coming together. Oh, yeah. So, And Kelsey, if you can, I hope you can come. I hope you can be a part of this year. I know Steve's going to be doing some stuff um, online for Awaken the Planet. We'll be awesome. probably broadcasting Steve in. Maybe we can do like a live uh, feed through Elijah's stream so people can also watch in other nations. Uh, we'll oh, see what cool. God wants to do, but I'm excited. It's going to be powerful. It, totally. It's going to be so powerful. And we love you so much, Nathan. And we're honored to support you and see all God does through you. Um, it's awesome. We're, we're so Come honored on. to have you. Thanks for coming. And, you know, again, I just want to remind you guys real quick before we get off, if you could head over to American Warriors and give show them some love. Um, we haven't played a promo in a while and we just want to bless them. And, um, you know, they put in so much hard work into that. And they do. I don't know if you've ever watched it, uh, Nathan, but it's such an amazing documentary. I mean, uh, Warren and Steve do an incredible job. So just want to remind you to head over there, give a quick thumbs up, leave a comment, and that will really bless them. Thank you guys so much for joining in today. We love you and we bless you. Make sure you join us tomorrow. Mm -hmm. My guest will be Mike Thompson. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you guys right here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time. See ya. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bless you, Kelsey. Thanks, everyone. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.